Okay, so hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Default Global. This is where we connect with global first entrepreneurs, tech and HR leaders from all around the world. Our guest today is Teddy Owen, uh, Chief of Staff at MoonHub. Uh, Teddy, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's fantastic to have you on the show, in fact. And before we start, could you could you maybe briefly introduce yourself and walk us through your, your career journey? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm Teddy. I'm chief of staff at Moonhub. Um, my entire career has kind of been around HR and and human organizational development and talent. Uh, so, uh, I absolutely love the space. I'm super excited to be on this podcast. Uh, I started my career actually at Deloitte Consulting. Uh, I was a I was a consultant uh, in their human capital practice. I helped uh, actually a couple of federal agencies first kind of figure out their like overall talent strategy around IT workers. Uh, I also helped some large hospitality chains, basically worked across functions, helping companies figure out how to better optimize their talent. Uh, and in my last year at, at Deloitte, I actually helped launch, we call it workforce transformation, but at the time it was our future work practice. So this was before COVID. And essentially we were trying to figure out, you know, how do large scale organizations help, you know, uh, how do large scale organizations kind of figure out how to find and hire talent globally? Right. So you have a large insurance company. They're based in Indiana. They don't have tech talent. They need tech talent. Right. Who are they hiring from? Are they going to Boston? Are they going overseas? How are they rewarding those people? What are the tools and technologies that they're using? How do they keep them engaged to the mission? We were really thinking through that entire kind of, you know, basis for organizations, especially, you know, as we've had this like globalized world. And now with COVID, right, a lot of folks are remote. So it was kind of like before it's time, but the reality is COVID kind of accelerated it. And, and I realized that this was like an area and space I was really passionate about, especially the technology aspect. Uh, I actually got my MBA at University of Michigan, and I kind of dove headfirst into HR tech. Um, I worked for one company that was trying to create kind of a, a LinkedIn for blue collar workers. I worked for a VC fund that was working with uh, real estate uh, and looking at some uh, other kind of workforce uh, technology. And then eventually I found my way to a company called Bright Hire, which is actually an interview intelligence startup. Uh, I, I joined as an MPA intern, became their PMM, their first PMM. Uh, they're an amazing product and team. Uh, but after being there for a little bit, I actually got the opportunity to come to Moonhub. And I've always wanted to be a chief of staff. Uh, I think it's a really interesting role uh, and experience. And I'm really excited about what we're building at Moonhub. So uh, yeah, and and just for some background on Moonhub, we're building the world's first AI-powered recruiter, uh, and happy to discuss more about the technology. But that's kind of my journey. So, uh, yeah. love HR tech, love all things people, and and super excited. That's awesome. And yeah, speaking about uh, Moonhub, uh, as far as understood, Moonhub is all about mixing. AI with human expertise in the recruitment field, right? Yes. So, and it, it sounds pretty cool to me, in fact. So can you tell us more about the company itself? And can you maybe tell us how this helps companies find those really like uh, cool talent? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it'd be helpful to talk about, you know, our, our CEO and founder, Nancy, is, is incredible. She uh, is a Stanford PhD and MBA. She actually dropped out to start Moonhub. Um, and the story kind of really begins with her, which is she had a bunch of classmates uh, who were in her PhD program and not getting job opportunities. And she thought that was crazy, right? Like this is, uh, you know, it's like 2021. Uh, AI is like just kind of burgeoning. These are the people who are going to be your next amazing ML developer or ML researcher, and no one's hiring them. 
And she kind of thought and she wondered why that was happening. And, and what she realized was the, the traditional ways of going about recruiting people using the traditional tools don't always work, right? Like people don't always have the most optimized resume. Maybe your Boolean search is not completely correct. Maybe you're a student and you just don't know how to be on LinkedIn. And I think she realized kind of throughout that process that there needs to be a new way of kind of approaching the issue and how we're, we're going about doing this. Um, what's really interesting is she started the business kind of as actually a boutique recruiting agency. So she started off with like a bunch of her classmates and friends in the Bay Area who were looking for jobs. And we, we basically worked with them, um, helped them find great talent. Over time, at the same time, basically, we were building our AI with our recruiting agency. Um, and our AI essentially was looking at like, what are the pieces of the recruiting process that can be optimized with AI so that recruiters can focus on what really matters, which is like the persuasion element, right? How do we convince candidates to come here? How do we pitch them on the company? Um, and over the last year, she's kind of built this amazing software that right now handles what I would call kind of the sourcing and outreach component of recruiting. But we're also looking at kind of digitizing or, or kind of putting AI on top of the other parts of the process. Uh, the analogy we use is kind of like Tesla, where it's like the, the car is on autopilot in some cases, but uh, we want to make sure that you still get to your destination. And so we've essentially built this kind of AI co-pilot that helps our recruiters um, hire for customers uh, and, yeah, essentially find them great talent. Um, so that's kind of like what we built and how we built it. The, mm -hmm. the AI is really amazing because it pulls in billions of kind of public data points uh, and then helps you just use natural language search to find the candidates you're looking for. So you don't need to do any Boolean searches. You don't need to do kind of all this extra legwork. It's really like, hey, I, I'm looking for this amazing software engineer uh, in New York City with this skill set. We should be able to surface that candidate for you really quickly. And then you can work with our recruiters to find them. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> let, let, let's try to go a bit deeper. Yeah. <laughs> so, as far as, as as I understood, like you mentioned, your company yep. covers all stages of uh, the recruitment process itself, yep. right? Some of them are uh, covered by AI, and some yep. of them by just recruiters. So let's start with sourcing part, right? Yep. So can you break down for us how this AI sourcing thing actually works and how is it different from the usual process? Yeah, absolutely. I can, I can do that. Um, I mean, that's, that's like the secret sauce. I'll, I'll try to get as in-depth technically as I can get uh, without revealing, right? Like there, there are some proprietary methods and data retrieval kind of uh, ways we do data retrieval that we're, we're not sharing publicly, but uh, essentially what you can do is you can go to our platform. You can actually try it for free at chat.moonhub.ai. So Anyone can try it. I would totally recommend you try it. It will surface like 10 profiles for you. But essentially what you can do is you can type in something like, again, you know, ML software engineer in New York with 10 years of experience who's worked at Series A, Series B, and Series C companies. So typically when you would use LinkedIn or another kind of search platform, uh, you would have to do a whole huge Boolean string to find that person, right? So you have, you have to spend like an hour or maybe you have a huge Excel uh, that you currently use with all the Booleans that you're looking for. Instead, we basically use natural language search and our data retrieval around like semi-structured and structured data to identify, okay, this person's looking for an ML research engineer. They need to be in New York. They need to be uh, have this much experience and they need to work at these companies. The reality is like you're, as a human being, you're making a ton of inferences about that, right? So you know, maybe it's not ML research engineer, maybe it's just ML engineer, or maybe it's research engineer, 
right? Like there's different job titles that relate to that. You know, as a human that uh, a top startup, right, could be someone backed by A16Z or Coastal Ventures or GV. Um, and instead of you having to make those assumptions and put that into a Boolean, we actually can make that inference ourselves with our AI. And our AI can go and look at a person's profile. We also pull in from other data sources. So you're not just looking at a at someone's, you know, you know, typical profile. They have like a bunch of other data sources. And it can infer and say, okay, I'm going to surface this person who worked at a Series B startup who lives in New York, right? So New York is another thing you have to infer, right? So New York could be, is that just Manhattan? Is that the state? And what our software can do is actually go, okay, New York, we're looking for people who are in New York City, who are in Albany, who are in Schenectady, who are in all these different areas. And basically it's making the inference for you and that speeds up the entire process. And then you can just go deeper and deeper. Like we've seen it work with um, people who have um, specific classifications of security clearance that are really hard to find on their profile and which the typical search methods don't even reveal. Because of our AI, we're able to keyword search and find that person much faster than you would typically be able to find them. So that's kind of the process right now for at least from the sourcing component. Um, and, and we can get really deep, but we tend to just do a really good job of like surfacing the right candidate for a role. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll give you a perfect example. We were helping actually a company look for automotive technicians with experience in luxury cars, right? So that is like okay. most probably the most difficult Boolean search you're ever going to be able to do, right? Like you're yeah, never going to right? But we can type in, I want an automotive technician who's looking for a luxury car. And our AI knows that luxury cars are Maserati and Ferrari and Bentley. Mm -hmm. And we were actually able to pull a bunch of profiles of automotive technicians who have worked on these cars. Mm -hmm. And that's an okay. example where like our speed and our ability to surface those profiles there's a lot of unique kind of data retrieval methods that other folks can't do, but we've kind of figured out the the secret sauce to do it. And speaking about the, those profiles, I, I guess I saw that on your website or somewhere that you have around like a, a billion candidates in your system, yeah. which is pretty, pretty wild, in fact. So, cool. uh, but I have another question. Do you guys do any kind of uh, checkup or qualifications of, of, of uh, on, on these profiles before they actually make it into yeah. your system? Yeah, we, 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 you know, we're only as good as the data sources that we pull from. Uh, we try to on a, at least on like a weekly or monthly basis check to make sure all the profiles are good. Um, if there are profiles that are, let's say, incomplete or not good, the reality is our AI is good enough and our and our ability to surface the right profile is good enough that those people will not even be surfaced, right? Because if they don't have the right information or the right qualifications with what you're looking for or the profile is incomplete, they're just not going to be surfaced because uh, we know that they're not like the right fit for a role. So we can find like, even if it's like an incomplete profile with enough information, but if it's not hitting the specific search criteria, um, it's not going to surface that person. So we don't necessarily like worry about like the data quality because we know the overall mission here is like, how do we surface like the 100 or 200 or 300 best candidates for a role? And we know we can do that just by making sure that we match the keywords and the experience and how we're, we're kind of thinking about it. And And what's really interesting is like the AI isn't, actually making like the selection of the candidate like the the actual 
interface and your job working with the AI is what's actually surfacing the best person for the role. So that's mm -hmm. like a really interesting way we avoid all those bias and everything else. We're kind of de-biasing it by being like, oh, there are also these profiles that maybe you haven't searched for, but they're actually a good fit for a role. And speaking about sources, you mentioned this. I don't know yeah. if you can talk about this, but uh, do you guys mainly use LinkedIn, I guess, or other other like a secret, you know, places yeah. you look into? Yeah, we, we can't comment on kind of like our data sources. They all we can say is that they're 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 publicly available data, kind of from across the, across the web. Um, we basically pull from any. We try to pull from any public data source that has good data on a person's job or profile or ability for a role, right? So the way Nancy has created this platform is she wants it to be kind of like the equivalent of Google, but for people search. So whatever, just like how Google kind of pulls from all available parts of the internet, we try to do the same thing. We can't comment on all the different sources mm -hmm. we use and how we use them. But um, all I can say is that we've had a lot of success with the sources that we currently use. And we feel very confident that uh, we're pulling the right people in. Okay, but but with that, how does Moonhub address concerns about privacy, data protection, you know, and stuff like that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's why we only do public data, right? Like the 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 biggest issue out there with a lot of of what's going on is making sure that privacy is at the forefront. Obviously, like we make sure we've we've built our product with some of the best lawyers in the world, making sure that we are good with all applicable kind of laws of any of the countries that we work in. But the biggest thing is, is as I said, is, is like we make sure it's all publicly available. If it's not publicly available, we do not touch it. We do not have any access to it. And I think that's the most important thing because that's what people really care about is like if they have data that they want to keep private, we want to make sure that data remains private. Got it. So um, if I got this right, a client, your, your, your client's basically pick profiles they they like uh, from you yep. this chat right yep. and your system then finds more people like that right so how, how exactly does this work in making sure you get what the client really yeah. wants you know yeah absolutely so once you go through the sourcing pro process you can save candidate profiles and typically our ai learns as you save those profiles it is like learning along the way about like what is your preference specifically for a role right like we don't want to we we do each search individually in the kind of um, database because we also don't want to influence it, right? So like what you're looking for one ML engineer might be different, but within the score of like one search, when you click save or you click like you can actually click reject on a candidate, the AI is learning who the right profile is and the best way to calibrate around that. That's the other big value prop is like calibration is a huge issue um, in the entire hiring process and takes a while. Because of the way our AI works and surfaces profiles as well as like saves them, we actually see a ton of time savings for hiring managers and recruiters with the calibration process. So instead of having to like go to LinkedIn, get seven profiles, have them look at them, have them do that. Instead, basically you like share the search with your, your boss and say, hey, here's the criteria I look for in the profiles that surface. Do these fit what you're looking for? And they could go through and basically say, oh, actually, like, let's make sure they only have six years of experience. And it's like a huge time saving versus individually kind of checking up and down uh, on all these other sites, whether they be, you know, LinkedIn, Seekout, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Got it. And speaking about the, the, the next step, uh, as far as yeah. an astute, 
uh, you do this outreach part manually, right? Not it's not automated. So your your yeah. team actually talks to the candidates, uh, the client picks, right? No, uh, so we've actually we've actually released an outreach feature. So essentially, what you can do is using AI, you can pull the profile, and then what the AI does is actually based on the profile create a a message that you should send to them, like a customized message. We have the ability to do that. Obviously, you have to manually send it. We're not going to like automatically just have people send emails without you know consent or whatever they want to do. But yeah, we have the ability to like pull in the information, basically go, oh, like Vit, you have this profile. Here's why we think you're interested in Moonhub. Um, and we can then do outreach to them. So we have actually released that feature. It's actually relatively new. It was released in the last few weeks. Uh, and we've seen a lot of success with that. Um, and we're super excited about like where that's going to come from because we we see a lot of uh, time savings. So, so basically, I can use your products. Uh, you have different packages, right? So I can use your product as just uh, AI sourcing tool for, for myself, right? My team and yep. do this outreach manually by, by my, my recruiters, right? Yep. We can do that. Or you can cover the... Uh, this outreach, but, uh, but it was your team, right? Yeah, I mean, even even better than that, like the the AI sourcing software and tool comes with that outreach feature. Where our recruiters or what we call our talent experts step in is if you don't want to either do the outreach yourself, right? Like you you just want them to 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 manage that process. They'll also manage the end to end like process of like keeping the candidate warm persuading them about the offer. We'll do compensation benchmarks. We will like drive the entire process all the way to the end, right? So like the software right now handles that like sourcing and outreach, but we handle every other step of the process. And that's really for a lot of clients is really, really helpful, right? Like they, they want to, they want the end to end experience. And then over time, we are planning to like use AI as you can think about in other steps of the recruiting process to just make our team more efficient and make our clients more efficient. Uh, okay. So <laughs> probably the last question in terms of process, you know, I just really yeah. want to yeah. clarify this part. So what happens if say out of 10 candidates, the client picks basically only a couple agree to talk and then yep. don't go any further. Does the client start over in your system, this process of sourcing or uh, does your team take, over from from there yeah it, it, it depends on so the way we've kind of structured it is is you either can you can either use just the software by itself or you can use the team if you're using the team our team is there to help you no matter what so if you find three candidates maybe they aren't the right fit because they don't want to leave their company or they have salary ranges that are out of your salary rangers or whatever reason we're always happy to recalibrate and restart the process um, if you're using the software, that's on you. You're going to have to restart the search again. But again, it's so quick and easy. Like you'll have the saved search. You'll probably just have to go to the next page of results to look for the next set of candidates that are a good fit for what you're looking for. Okay. And speaking about uh, different packages, uh, how does your pricing work? What's the cost like for for your services? Yeah. So we we for the for the software, we have a really interesting structure where we for the software we we charge a per seat license. Uh, kind of typical of what you see out there. And for the uh, actual talent expert service, we charge the typical recruiting contingency fee or retainer fee. And what's really interesting is we have a lot of clients who come in and do both. 
So they use our software for certain mm -hmm. roles where they feel more comfortable and they'll pay mm -hmm. us for the seat. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then they will also use a talent expert when they're like, hey, I actually really need help here to find this role. Like I have a bunch of great candidates, but I don't have time to reach out to them or I need to keep warm or the salary process is too difficult. Um, and so we have a bunch of clients who actually are using both. Uh, and that's actually the use of both is what we like to see because we know we offer them value on yeah. like, both sides of the value chain of like, okay, you want us to use as a tool, but you also just need to end to end help. Um, and I, we, again, you know, our focus is on making our clients hire great people. And the way Nancy describes it is like, we're here to connect people to opportunities and like whatever the best way our clients use us, we are most happy to like work with them and flex up and down with them. Mm -hmm. And speaking about uh, diversity, so global yeah. hiring has become a significant trend recently, right? So how yeah. has Moonhop adapted its strategies and maybe technologies to meet this trend? Yeah, I mean, right now it's it's on the roadmap and I'll be frank, like we, we right now we are only focused on the, we only have the US data set right now. Um, and the reason is, you know, we are focused on, you know, the US is a big market, we want to win there and there's a lot of hiring needs there. In terms of how we're thinking about globally, right, like the more candidates we have in our system and the more data we can collect either through customers' ATSs or um, just in general, like, or proprietary data, the better. And we're always, we're always on the lookout for more data around, like, who's the right diverse candidate, who's the right clearance or security clearance of a candidate. We are always focused on that because, honestly, that's why a lot of folks come to us is, like, they realize the typical search methods can't find these people and they need kind of help. Uh, so we, we tend to do really well with that. And, and we have some um, markers in our profiles about, Hey, this potentially, like if you want to look for diverse candidates, we have some diverse kind of search markers to make sure that you can find and surface them uh, all within like applicable kind of uh, what's allowed. Uh, but we make sure we are like surfacing and finding those candidates really well for clients. We tend to do really well there. Got it. So basically, most of your uh, uh, clients are looking for some very exclusive roles that are really hard to find. It's yeah. not about just a like a, some full stack, middle full stack developer, right? Yeah, they, they, it's both. Honestly, we've done well in both. Like we've found some really niche, cool roles out there. We helped one client with a computational neuroscientist, right? Like that's a role that's very difficult. We've also helped a bunch of clients. Like I think in the last six months, we've helped clients hire like six ML engineers, right? Like which are, you know, uh, really, you know, important roles. They're not, I think there's a lot of folks with those skill sets. Obviously they're, they're harder to find, but they're not the most niche roles. Basically any company out there these days needs an ML engineer for, for AI or, or, you know, whatever they want to kind of process improvement they want to add on. Um, so we do it across the board. Where we win is is two places. One is quality. We are just we surface higher quality candidates on a like per search basis, um, and we know the typical you know recruiting firms and agencies they tend to throw candidates over the wall no matter how they look. Our AI does the job well enough that we don't need to really worry about that. We we know we're we're finding really good fit, really good fitting candidates and candidates that probably they haven't seen before just because of our data. And then second is speed, right? If you go on our software, you can save probably 30 minutes an hour a day just using the search criteria to find people rather doing hard-coded Boolean searches. And, mm -hmm. you know, our own recruiters have shown us this in their workflow. We had a 
uh, an interesting conversation with a prospective client who is kind of giving us feedback. And the way she described it was like, instead of like the old library card system where you had to like go ask the librarian and like type in a thing and then like you go to the library or whatever, instead of it's like Amazon, like you just search for what you're looking for, you click it and you order it. The other analogy our, our, um, our CEO loves to use, which I think is correct, is like instead of having to like truly focus for two hours, you can really watch Netflix and like multitask and do some searches and you can find 10 to 20 candidates who are like, probably worth a conversation for the role you're looking for. And that's what we seek to do. It's just make things like really simple and easy. And probably my, my last question, what, yeah. what new changes or improvements do you think will happen in hiring talent in maybe next year or in the next five years? Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're at the forefront of that change. I think the way Nancy is thinking about disrupting the industry is not necessarily looking at like the existing software players, but actually at the larger recruiting firms, which we see as tend to work slower, incentives are not aligned and tend to take a longer time because of that. Um, I think there's a bunch of things that are going to happen. I, I think the ability to find and hire someone really good really quickly is going to continue to exponentially get better. I think recruiters' lives are going to get easier. All the tasks that take recruiters a long time, the Boolean searches, the email outreach, the tracking through the ATS, the notes gathering, the calibration is going to, over time, just get completely, um, you know, completely like will no longer be manual. They will be all automated in a good way. And then recruiters will be able to essentially focus on what really, really matters. Like we are, we are not of the mind here to replace recruiters. We are here to augment and enhance recruiters. They're going to be able to focus on persuasion of candidates doing really, 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 really good outreach that gets a candidate to buy in negotiating the salary in the perfect way to get the candidate, what they want and the company, what they want, making sure that that person has a really, really fantastic employee a fantastic experience so that their talent and employment brand is great. Like those are the truly strategic things that recruiters should be focusing on. But when you talk to them, you know that 75% of their time is not spent on that. Our hope is to flip that, right? We want them 75% of their time on strategic stuff, 25% of the time on, on kind of that more automated, what will be more automated kind of work. Awesome. Um, yep. Thanks, thanks for diving into Moonhub's world with us. It's been great learning about your AI human recruitment solution. Yep. Uh, thanks a lot for your time. Best of luck to Moonhub in all your future projects. Yep. Thanks so much, Fit. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. And if you're excited about Moonhub, like don't hesitate to reach out to me. Uh, just you can go to our website, it's moonhub.ai or our Twitter or our LinkedIn. Feel free to reach out. We're we're excited to help any customer really uh, hire, especially within the US right now, and then globally, probably and later. Globally soon. <laughs> awesome. Thank yeah. you.